are Locked On Astros, your daily Houston Astros podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Astros Podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros. You can get Locked On Astros on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in the car, tell your smart device to play the podcast, Locked On Astros, your team every day. Also, I want to tell you a little bit about Breaking Tea. Uh, everybody knows about their shirts. They have the good luck t-shirts with the three Astros aces and then they have no hit squad and stuff like that but guys they're gonna be dropping a new Astros shirt next week I believe it's on Monday and the best way to go buy it is go to breakingt.com slash talking strows and you can get the shirt that you want and hopefully the the next shirt that they're gonna drop is a cool one Unfortunately, today's game wasn't as cool as the Breaking T-shirts. The Astros lost again, and in fact, they've lost the season series to the Chicago White Sox. Well, haven't we heard this again? I mean, after all, the White Sox did troll us about the World Series in one of the games as well. But the Astros have lost three times in the past four days, I believe it is. We lost that terrible game on Sunday where Roberto Suna gave up the walk-off homer to Rio Ruiz. Then we saw the Astros. Um, it wasn't a walk-off homer today, but it was a eighth-inning homer, a grand slam by James McCann off of Ryan Presley on an 0-2 count that just really seemed like a walk-off homer. The Astros still had a chance to come back and score, but unfortunately... After you give up a grand slam and after you fought back, you fought back, you fought back, you're eventually going to run out of energy. And that's what we saw with the Astros today. So unfortunately, they lost 13 to 7, and they are now 78 and 43 on the season. But guys, this is August, and August has traditionally been a month where the Astros have struggled a little bit. And we saw them struggle a little bit towards the trade deadline, but maybe all the trades helped them kind of propel themselves again this year. But uh, as bad as we think the Astros have been recently, they still have a 9-3 record in August, and that's much better than it's been in the past. Uh, Last August, the Astros struggled a little bit. It was their worst winning percentage of the year. They had a 14-12 record that month, and in uh, September, what did they do? En route to the best record in Astros history, they went 21-6. and six. So you can't just, don't judge what happens in August and say, well, the Astros are a terrible team because they're le- losing to a team like the Chicago White, White Sox. And guys, the White Sox are going to be a great team. They have some great young talent, and uh, if, uh, if they can put it all together, they're going to be a team to watch for several, several years. Hey, remember that season when the Astros won the World Series? Yeah, you might have been there. Guess what their record was in August? They're 11-17. and En route to frustrate, I guess they got all frustrated that year, and then they went out and got Justin Verlander. Then what did they do in September? They went 20-8. and 
So the Astros historically, at least the past two seasons, have struggled a little bit in August. So you kind of saw this coming. They, they call it the dog days of August for a reason. And so I'm not too worried about this. Uh, am I worried about Ryan Presley? Yeah, he has not looked the same since he's come back from IL. Am I worried about Roberto Osuna? No, he accidentally hit somebody and that put the runners in scoring position. But unfortunately, uh, it just happened. And uh, then he, uh, then Rio Ruiz got a, a good pitch that he kind of hit out. It's going to happen. And those type of games, and we, how many games have we won? Or lost in that same situation so we can't really complain too much about the bullpen i rather them struggle in august than in september and october because october is when we need their bullpen to be on top of its game and stuff like that so before tonight's game the astros were third in terms of the best bullpen era with 3.71 the teams that were in front of them were the indians and the Rays. and keep in mind that the rays used the bulk guy so that's mostly a starter and you have the reliever starting the game so uh, the Astros have done okay in the bullpen it hasn't been as great as you would like it to be especially with the playoffs coming up the Astros are only 65% in their save opportunities they do have 436 strikeouts and 404 and two-thirds innings pitched but still, it just hasn't been great recently, and the Astros see that. A little update. Uh, on last night's Locked On Astros podcast, we kind of speculated who could be possibly coming up, and it was indeed Sice Need, and he did not appear in the game. I believe at one point he was warming up, but the, today's game was one of those games that went back and forth, and uh, you saw the Astros keep on battling back, and then they finally tied it in the eighth inning behind Jose Altuve. Uh, but the defense let Wade Miley down, and I guess the Astros down, because it was all in the second inning. Um, Miley allowed four and runs. Um, you had that miscatch miss by Yuli. But the big, the big blow was when Miley tried to get the out at home plate on a sacrifice bunt when he couldn't get his hand to the ball fast enough it seemed like the runner was almost to plate anyway but he decided to do the old-fashioned glove flip how often does that work yes when it works it becomes a highlight reel type play but in this type of situation where you already had an error in the inning and things you just you just want to get the sure out Throw the ball to first base and see what happens. But unfortunately, he flipped it over Robinson Trino's head, and it went all the way to the backstop, and the White Sox scored two runs on that plate. And uh, those were part of the two runs that Miley gave up. So he gave up seven runs altogether, and he only lasted three and one-third innings pitch. Uh, so you had to have Colin McHugh go two and one-third innings um, Today, he allowed one hit, one earned run, three strikeouts, but his ERA is a little bit high. And so you, you, you want to see a little bit more from Colin McHugh, but it was good to see him go a little bit deeper in the game. And uh, so it just seems like after winning game one of the doubleheader, the Astros have just struggled to maintain the focus. And it could be like we talked about earlier, maybe it's just the dog days of August. 
So speaking of August, we're going to go and take a short break. When we get back, we're going to look at Garrett Cole, what's going on with him, and then take a look at the athletic series. You've been listening to the Locked On Astros podcast. Remember to get, get this show every day. Subscribe to the Locked On Astros podcast on your new Himalaya podcast app or Apple podcast. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked On Astros. Listen in your car to or from work every day. Support for today's show comes from Manscaped. They are number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. If you are an avid watcher of Shark Tank, you may have seen Manscaped there. And if you're an avid reader of Men's Journal, they named their Lawnmower 2.0 as one of the best tools in men's grooming. Get 20% off and, and free shipping with the promo code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That is LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. The new Locked On NFL is on fire. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows with the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL. With Matt's unique take on the game, follow Locked On NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. We are back with the Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros. We talk about your Astros, your team, every day. So yeah, the Astros lost, and uh, they lost the season series to the White Sox. So I guess if uh, the Astros face the White Sox in the playoffs, that's probably going to come back and haunt them, right? Yeah, and it's I'm joking there, but... Of course, uh, the Yankees keep on winning. It seems like the Dodgers keep on winning. And so it's going to be hard for the Astros to get home field advantage. But uh, just keep in mind, they may struggle a little bit in August. But wait till September. It seems like everything clicks in September. But the only thing the Astros cannot do this year is they cannot go out and make a uh, waiver trade deadline trade like they did in 2017 for Justin Verlander and I don't think they did one last year not to my knowledge but the Astros will find some other way to spark themselves and maybe that includes bringing up Kyle Tucker uh, I don't think the offense needs a lot of help but having Kyle Tucker up here wouldn't hurt also having the extra arms in the bullpen namely Brad Peacock when he returns or uh, Josh James when he's ready to return maybe Rogelio Armateros or Jose Urquidy, just somebody to add to the depth of the bullpen. So it, it doesn't get overworked. And I know the roster is a little bit limited. It's not a full 40-man roster type of thing. But the Astros will uh, find a way to get up, get some people up here who uh, could help out in September. But before we look at that, what happened to Garrett Cole? It seems like nothing's wrong with him. Uh, he just... He was trying to warm up. He just was having a hard time with his back leg. It kept on pulling on him. So he just didn't want to risk it like we talked about yesterday. And so uh, he told the interim uh, pitching coach, and then he told A.J. Hinch, and, and they said, okay, Chris, let's go warm up. So the Astros took it very careful and cautious like they always do, and they sent him to get some tests. And uh, according to Garrett Cole, today it's not super serious so we'll take it day by day for right now 
and see how it responds to treatment, rest, and most of all, to get healthy. And the Astros need Garrett Cole healthy in the playoffs. And so the best way to do it is give him a chance to just uh, recover. Does that mean that they put him on the 10-day IL just to get uh, maybe Armateros up here on Saturday to start that game because the Astros don't have a starter on Saturday? And they definitely don't want to do a bullpen game. Yes, you could put Cy Snead in and he could start the game. But the last time he pitched, it was um, on Sunday, and he only pitched two-thirds of an inning, and he only threw seven pitches. So I don't think that um, – I mean, I know he probably could go maybe four or five innings. But so far with the Astros, he's mostly been used in relief and not as a starter. So he's kind of that bulk guy, and so to speak. So with Garrett Cole being day-to-day, he's probably out for the rest of the road trip. That means the rest of this week. So he's probably not going to pitch in Oakland. Uh, Armateros or Framber Valdez could get the start on Saturday. Uh, Armateros pitched on Sunday. And you saw Framber Valdez break the Round Rock Express record of strikeouts with 13 on Monday. So Armateros, I think the best way to decide who's going to pitch is does Armateros pitch for the Round Rock Express on Friday? And uh, that's the big key. If he does, then that means that Valdez is probably coming up. If Valdez gets to start on Friday, which I doubt that won't be five days rest. Uh, so I think we'll get a better idea of who's going to start on Saturday. So it'll be extra day of rest for Armateros. But Armateros, I still see his name on the top pitching rankings for Yahoo because he has he doesn't have much experience, but he's been really great while he's been here. So, speaking of Brad Peacock, he did return to the team in Chicago, and the I guess he talked to A.J. Hinch and maybe uh, the interim pitching coach, and they decided that he probably needs a little bit more time, and uh, so they sent him back to Round Rock, and he's going to pitch on Thursday, and he may get one more start, but they just thought he needed one or two more appearances before they can activate him and another thing that they're doing is they're stalling a little bit to see what they're gonna do for Saturday's game how serious is Garrett Cole's injury are they gonna put him on IL and that type of stuff so I think Brad Peacock will go pitch maybe on Thursday maybe he'll pitch again let's say on Saturday and maybe he can re- rejoin the team on the homestand in Houston and uh, but he has not looked great in the, the minor leagues. I know he's just trying to get back in the flow of things, but he has not uh, looked great. In fact, he broke that no-hitter on the first pitch on Sunday. Armateros and Sysneed pitched so hard to uh, keep it seven no-hit innings, but oh well. I meant to tell you last night, but Josh James threw about 20 pitches. He said he felt great, but um, I don't – expect him to come back up until maybe mid-September but just remember this is a guy who can throw in the upper 90s he has a great breaking pitch to complement that this is a guy who could be on the playoff roster and make um, some big noise and somebody else uh, a lot of people are may laugh but Forrest Whitley could be somebody the Astros look for in September and maybe as a bullpen arm and if he's able to do that, then maybe he can work his way on the playoff roster. But as is, ask Joe B. Genie, 
there's not a lot of room on this team. And that's that's the sign of a good team is when you don't have enough room for everybody to play often. And speaking of getting everybody back to the team, it sounds like Brent Strom will return to the team during the they didn't really specify when, but uh, it was. it's good to get him back out there, especially to work with maybe Zach Greinke and uh, just Aaron Sanchez has been doing great, but we'll see how he does in the next start. But it's just good to get Stromy back out there because he knows these pitchers uh, like the back of his hand, and uh, he'll be able to help them a little bit better. So the Astros are making that long flight from Chicago to Oakland, and they're going to take on the A's for four games. That means we're going to hear a lot of those horns. We're going to hear a little bit of the bells and all those stupid, annoying things we hear whenever we play the A's. The A's are second in the AL West with a 68-52 and 52 record. They're nine and a half games behind the Astros. They're not really any big competition unless the Astros just go on a big losing streak and the A's just go on a big winning streak. But uh, the Astros can really put the AL West to rest this weekend if they sweep the A's. But uh, if they can, with the way they're playing right now, if they can even split the series, that would be great. But they're going to face Aaron Sanchez, Justin Verlander, either probably Armateros on Saturday, and then Zach Greinke. So the A's have a tough matchup versus the Astros, but... Uh, Matt Chapman has been hitting well for the A's and despite the A's success this year they've struggled versus the Astros uh, the Astros are 9-2 and two versus them they've scored 60 runs compared to their 27 runs and so the Astros have an 8-18 winning percentage against the, the team second in AL West so that helps the Astros maintain their lead but it's not going to be a big deal so uh, let's let's play some great baseball. Let's not let's play some smart baseball, and let's keep on listening to Locked On Astros podcast every day. Thanks for listening, and remember you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya Podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in the car, tell your smart device played podcast Locked On Astros.